Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of your D1T in 5 for Thursday, November 4th. I'm Aaron Matus. With current Winthrop Interim Athletic Director Kelly Kish leaving for Division II Wingate on December 1st, the Eagles are looking for a third leader in four months. Interim President George Hind indicated this week that the school does not yet know who will succeed Kish as interim, but will meet with coaches and staff soon to discuss next steps. Hind adds that while the institution intended to have a permanent president in place by July 2022, the school may initiate a permanent athletic director search after January 1st or after Winthrop's next president is selected based on our success in bringing an interim athletic director aboard soon after Kelly's departure on December 1st. If you thought the governor's race was the only drama out of the Commonwealth of Virginia this week, think again. The CAA says it will not allow James Madison programs to compete for league championships this year if the school accepts an invite to join a different conference. While automatic bids would not be available for JMU teams, it could still receive an at-large bid for NCAA tournament participation. None of this applies to the Dukes football team, which remains eligible for an auto bid from the league because of separate bylaws. In a joint statement from Dukes AD Jeff Bourne and President Jonathan Alger, as we head into a potentially monumental week for the future of James Madison University and our intercollegiate athletics program, we were extremely disappointed to be informed by the Colonial Athletic Association that should the university accept an invitation to another conference, JMU student-athletes would not be allowed to compete for postseason conference team championships and therefore for the opportunity to earn NCAA automatic team qualification. In an era when the industry of college athletics stresses student-athletes' welfare, this decision is completely contrary to those ideals. The latest on realignment from Southland Commissioner Tom Burnett with Extra Points' Matt Brown. Our focus is to be regional, said Burnett. Right now, we're the only Division I conference that's based entirely in the central time zone. We have made a commitment to being geographically sound. We're not going to send volleyball and softball teams across the country to play conference competition. We've got a great advantage. I think we're the only Division I conference with membership in Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, Houston, and New Orleans. So we've got these major metros in our part of the country and three of which are top 10 markets and feel like that plays to our advantage as well. A population that continues to boom and will continue to be valuable for not only recruiting student athletes, but recruiting regular students as well. So there's a lot of things up in the air, but we feel like we've got some advantages that help us with some opportunities moving forward. Wake Forest football head coach Dave Clawson takes exception to the Demon Deacons college football playoff initial ranking of ninth. The reality is, if Clemson had our record, or if Florida State had our record, it'd be a different picture. Just because a team like us is 8-0 doesn't mean the ACC is in a down year. Maybe just some different teams are good this year. When someone says that our defense is atrocious, we're one of the top scoring defenses in the ACC. We're one of the best teams in the country at forcing turnovers. We just played one of the better offenses in the game and held them to under 300 yards before our backups came in. Well, is the seat getting warm in Nebraska? 
I don't want to get too far ahead of our skis right now. I don't think it will be too, too far down the road that you're going to know which direction the program is going to go. I can tell you this, no decision has been made. That's Nebraska President Ted Carter on the future of Huskers football head coach Scott Frost. Carter on who makes that call. We hired Trev Alberts as the athletic director. He's a critical part of it. Ronnie Green, chancellor, is in there. I'm in there. We'll be part of it at the end of the day. Nothing gets done without some level of consensus. Temple scholar Jonathan Howe summarizes findings on ways athletic departments can improve the educational experiences of black male college athletes for athletic director Yu. Using a composite narrative approach, Howe takes the perspective of an athletic academic support professional working in a Power 5 athletic department. Four managerial recommendations are provided, including prioritizing holistic development to ensure black male athletes maximize their educational experience. Notably, overall, if athletic departments are recruiting black male college athletes, BMCAs, they should prioritize the holistic development of this population. Part of the holistic development is ensuring that BMCAs get the most out of their educational experience. While this article may make some uncomfortable or challenge individuals to implement what may seem like daunting recommendations, the onus is on athletic departments to support and develop BMCAs just as they promise their families when they sit in their living rooms on recruiting trips. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the morning edition of your D1T in 5 for Thursday, November 4th. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again this evening.